For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson, with another readout from our Wednesday wake-up email newsletter, and a hello to our friends from Slovenia to Cyprus and beyond. But not to AFP, because debate-stifling fact-checks are all the rage these days, and as I mentioned two readouts ago, Jean-France Presse did one on us for claiming that satellite data shows no net warming over the past seven years. Which they admitted was true, but then said it shouldn't be mentioned, and then they X'd us out lest we should cause unauthorized thoughts. Well, a couple of weeks ago I said I'd come back to it with more details, and here we are. Because the striking thing about this so-called fact-check, in the era of feelings, nothing more than feelings, is that it doesn't just admit we were factually correct. It also contains a series of trendy attitudinizing statements that are themselves factually wrong. For instance, they said, never mind the last seven years, because, quote, broader global data show that the video is misleading. To measure how the gases released by the burning of fossil fuels are causing the planet to heat, climatologists measure temperature trends going back decades. Data going back to 1850 track how the planet has warmed since humans started burning carbon fuels during the Industrial Revolution, end quote. But humans did not start burning carbon fuels during the Industrial Revolution. Wood is a carbon fuel. Also, whoever wrote the smear job ought to have googled when was the Industrial Revolution and gotten a number like 1760, not 1850. Ideally, AFP, being a news outlet, would employ people who already knew that James Watt's first working engine was created the same year Adam Smith wrote The Wealth of Nations, 1776, at the same University of Glasgow, and that Watt's engine ran on coal, like the Newcomen engine on which he improved, which was invented in 1712. Even Wikipedia, after a ritual denunciation of the stuff as straight from global warming hell, says coal has been in use as a fuel since at least 1000 BC. Dang it all. Undeterred, these gas bags hiss on, quote, in a report last year by more than 200 scientists from 66 countries, the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, said global temperatures have risen 1.1 degrees Celsius since the 1850-1900 period due to humans burning fossil fuels, driving an increase in the intensity and frequency of weather disasters, end quote. You didn't read the report, did you? It doesn't say the increase is due to humans burning fossil fuels, just that it's probably partly due to it. And it doesn't say whether disasters are increasing at all, let alone that we did it. So this fact-check is a mishmash of half-understood clichés, insults, and faulty reasoning. For instance, it also insists that recent years are the hottest on record, without specifying whether that record even goes back to the 1930s, let alone fact-checking NASA or NOAA for fiddling the data from that decade. It certainly doesn't note that the record based on proxies goes back about half a billion years, and virtually all of them seem to have been hotter than today. They also bring in one of the experts who say to heckle the video because it, quote, cherry-picks seven years, end quote, which is an odd criticism since our whole point was that what happened in those seven years was interesting. And it's also strange because they just discussed the very recent past before criticizing us for discussing the very recent past. You can find a more detailed critique of their unfact-like objects on our blog. But we will note before we leave the subject that AFP boasts on its fact-checking at AFP section of its website that they are the best, noblest, and most objective people they can imagine. Quote, The company itself has a unique status under a French law which stipulates that AFP can in no circumstances be influenced by anything which might compromise the accuracy or objectivity of information. It must, in no circumstances, fall under the control of an ideological, political, or economic group, end quote. So instead, it's composed of right-thinking activists, bureaucrats, and journalists. Oh. 
They rather give the game away with what might well be described as an ideological statement. Quote, The claims come as governments around the world race to address what scientists claim is a growing crisis that could have far-reaching impacts around the world if not addressed, end quote. So, we're bad people for asking if there's really a crisis before doing something foolish in a panic, scientists say. And we can't help thinking the smackdown is awkwardly timed, given just how cold it is in North America, and some other places as well. But apparently you shouldn't look out the window, especially not after researchers led by University of Waterloo scholars, hooray, a Canadian angle, say, quote, if global emissions of greenhouse gases are not dramatically reduced, only one of the 21 cities that have previously hosted the Winter Olympics would be able to reliably provide fair and safe conditions for the snow sports program of the Games by the end of this century, end quote. Well, we fact-checked, and of course, they're saying this based on, need you ask, RCP 8.5. And of course, to mark the occasion, Toronto had its third largest snowfall in 75 years, while Ottawa just had its sixth snowiest day ever and its coldest in four years, while a winter storm in polar Virginia trapped drivers overnight. And yeah, we know, cold is just weather, only heat is climate, including heat that only exists inside computer models. Still, we should quote the Wall Street Journal that, quote, We were prepared for the storm, where a few inches of snow were predicted, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, a Democrat, said in a call with reporters Tuesday afternoon. Instead, Mother Nature sent more than a foot, end quote. Look, if they can't predict the snowfall to within a foot, a few days in advance, we think they may have issues predicting it in 80 years. And now, a word from our sponsor. And that's you. Because at the Climate Discussion Nexus, we're dependent upon support from our viewers and our readers. Please go to our donate page, make a one-time pledge, or if you can, a monthly one. I'm not talking a lot of money, though. If you've got it, we'll take it. $2 a month, $3, $5. That's the sustaining funding that we need to produce these videos in our newsletter. And now, back to me. Still, it could be worse on the prediction front. For instance, the British Met Office says that in 80 years, it will be so hot we will all die or be murdered by roving gangs of armed maniacs undaunted by the heat, unless the UK rejoins the EU. But do you think they, or AFP, fact-check whether snowfall's actually declining in North America? Phooey. Instead, when it snowed in California and Seattle in December, NBC shrugged, quote, snow reported in Seattle, California, as parts of US get unlikely white Christmas, end quote. But it's only unlikely if you insist that the planet is warming relentlessly no matter what the temperature, which NBC does. That same day they hollered, quote, rising temperatures, extreme drought, and giant wildfires batter Colorado ski industry. Experts say ski seasons could be permanently shortened in coming decades if large strides aren't made in fighting climate change, end quote. Then it snowed in the Sahara. Of course, the response to that was to invoke climate change, which can mean anything or nothing. But the idea seems to be that the weather is getting weirder and worse, and it must be our fault because otherwise it wouldn't be. Which brings us to hurricanes, though not them to us. Back in late November, NBC allowed that, quote, there was a collective sigh of relief Tuesday as the Atlantic hurricane season officially came to an end, end quote. And the reason for the sigh, quote, this year was the sixth straight with an above-average hurricane season, end quote. So thank heavens that's over. Except... As Bjorn Lomberg points out, quote, hurricanes in 2021 were unprecedented, as in unprecedentedly few. Globally, 2021 had the fewest hurricanes ever in the satellite era, 1980 to 2021. Did you see that reported anywhere, end quote. To which we borrow G.K. Chesterton's line about the Frenchman asked if he'd had lunch on the boat and say, au contraire. 
Even in the North Atlantic, the increase was trivial. And in the Western Pacific, total storms are down, though strong storms do seem to have rebounded to uh, 1950 levels, clear proof of nothing at all. But if the weather isn't getting worse, the hypocrisy seems to be, like British climate activist Angela Terry, who did a TV interview denouncing people for adding conservatories to their houses while sitting in a row. Or celebrities swanning about on yachts and private jets while hectoring about carbon footprints, only to have the European Union exempt yachts and private jets from its carbon pricing plan. And then there's National Geographic, between bouts of banging on about the climate crisis, sending subscribers an emerged newsletter inviting them to escape the cold with these adventures. One of them's in Machu Picchu, another one is, quote, dive into the vibrant waters of the Great Barrier Reef, end quote. Which, I guess, turns out not to be dead at least for rich people who can afford to fly there. There's also Larry Fink of BlackRock, pushing carbon energy poverty in poor countries through his world-leading investment firm while making a big bet on coal-frenzied China, and now caught assuring Texas legislators and energy executives that he's going to continue putting money into hydrocarbons. Still, National Geographic stands out for peddling a woke lifestyle that saves the planet without asking its jet-setting readers to make any personal sacrifice. We also note that Greenpeace wants to buy a coal mine, but they're not angling for hypocrite of the week, just dunce. See, the plan is to buy it and shut it down, on the theory that the best way to stop people selling something is to purchase as much of it as you can. Want to guess how many coal mines are going to be offered for sale if they keep that up? We'd warn them that they'd go bankrupt, but they wouldn't listen, and it would serve them right. Now, not to be outdone in the climate follies, the Canadian government put out a map showing the Arctic scorching dark red. So puzzled, we went there remotely, digitally, because the real thing's too cold. We checked the records for mayo in the Yukon Territory, right in the middle of this supposed inferno. And it seems this mayo has been in the fridge at a stable temperature, judging by the records from January, February, and March from 1925 to 2018. It's not great tanning weather, it's not great panicking weather, but stay tuned for more of this Arctic sunburn tour. We also note in the newsletter that climate scientists haven't had the gall to abolish the Little Ice Age, just whatever it was colder than. They sort of agree the LIA happened, though they're not sure when, and they insist that warmth is still bad, even if the Little Ice Age was a meteorological, agricultural, and medical disaster. But they think it petered out in the early 19th century, which means at least some of the warming that we're currently living through is a natural rebound from an unusual cooling event. Take that, AFP. And now, some of them say the cooling was caused by warming during the non-existent medieval warm period. Specifically, a burst of warm tropical ocean water rode the Gulf Stream to northern Europe in the late 1300s, met the Arctic waters around Greenland and Scandinavia, and began flushing ice into the North Atlantic, then melting it, which cooled and desalinated the ocean, messed up the Atlantic meridional overturning circulation conveyor belt, and caused half a millennium or so of cold weather. Ugh. Does that mean warming could cause cooling again? Is climate prone to unstable feedbacks? Who knows? They say, quote, climate models do not capture these events reliably, unquote. Then pass the hat for more research money. But don't worry, we're all doomed somehow. They're just fine-tuning the details. Oh, and if you live in the Shagscam Valley, we say hello, although, as it's in the People's Republic of China, you probably can't get our videos, including this one where we told off the Chinese ambassador. But CO2Science.org says that this remote valley on the northern slope of the Karakoram Mountains in western China has some glaciers that, for some reason, aren't melting. Just don't tell AFP. Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson, and that's a fact. <laughs>